This is Late Night Health. This is the radio show that cares about the most important part of your life, your health. During the next hour, the insane Daryl Wayne and I are going to take a look at a couple of issues that touch each and every one of us. During the second part of our show, we're going to talk to a very, very accomplished uh, gentleman who is now doing biohacking. We'll find out more about uh, biohacking during the second part of our show. Now, we're going to go to Baltimore, Maryland. We're going to spend some time with author Alan Sidley. He's a comedian. Uh, He's got a new book out called Daddy Issues. And we're going to talk to Alan about can laughter make us happier, especially during this pandemic time. Even as we come out of the pandemic, wear your mask, they're telling us, when you go to public places. Alan, welcome to Late Night Help. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be on. Uh, have you always been a funny kind of a guy? <laughs> uh, I'd like to think so. I mean, just at an early age, I felt that I could like make various quips in situations or you know, people are talking, whether it's like family, friends, or friends. And uh, yeah, I just feel like I had the ability at an early age to make a joke out of most situations. And what about in high school? Uh, were you uh, the class card? No, I was the opposite of a class clown, man. I was very reserved, and I still kind of am, except when I'm doing this stand-up stuff and really bearing my soul to the world. But, no, I was the guy that said the funny thing that the class clown repeated and got the last. Aha! I see. Uh, both Daryl and I uh, lost our, our dads early, uh, but not as early as you. I mean, you never knew your dad you were nine months old when he passed away how do you think that's affected your life i mean i think growing up without a dad since he passed away uh it just really shaped me into who i am right you know it's not something at this point in my life that i consciously think about all the time but you know there was the the void of having a stability a, a super extra stable and loving home because I was missing, you know, half of the equation there. Uh, I do think I got to inherit a lot of his qualities, like my entrepreneurial spirit and some of my madness when it comes to thinking about these kinds of things. But, you know, overall, it it does shape you as a person, just not having that that kind of parental guidance and that, like, typical family home that, you know, hopefully most people have. But your mom must be a special person. Oh, yes. No, my mom, loving, super supportive, kind, uh, you know, she was great. And I think the we always talk about the best thing she did was, you know, kind of expending my energy and some of this, like, negativity growing up where she enrolled me in a lot of sports early on. I was playing everything, baseball, football, soccer, basketball. And I feel like that's where, you know, kind of early on I get to, got to have some of that camaraderie with other, you know, guys, kids whatever and sort of see occasional you know I always feel like father figures a slippery term it's like I didn't have that right there was nobody who could replace that boy but there were people who were men that I got to at least look up to and you know experience that well when you're six years old and you're playing soccer uh, the uh, you have to look up at at the coaches you have no choice yeah right did any you said that you didn't really have a father figure did anybody try to step in 
to fill that void at any time? A, a coach, a, a teacher, clergy? Yeah, I mean, I think there were a couple of coaches that I definitely looked up to, but there was no, you know, beyond the kind of relationship of like them, I guess, being proud of me when I did something good, whether it was the baseball field or the football field, or yelling at me when I did something that was bad in both of those situations. <laughs> but like, there was no, hey, it was like, take this nature of our relationship and kind of pursue it outside those lines. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's still, there was one instrumental coach in Little League Baseball and then my high school football coach. You know, I really looked up to those guys. And did your mom step in? I mean, did she go to all your games and tell you how good oh, you yeah. were? And number one fan. Uh, I don't think she, I, she might have missed one game of some kind my entire childhood through high school. Wow. I was going to say she's also my number one comedy fan where back when I was, we were living in the same area, she came out to a lot of shows, the show support. Um, she even took a comedy class when I started teaching comedy for a little bit. And to me, that was like such a cool moment where my mom was paying me to teach her to do a, you know, three to five minute set. Hey, I think that's terrific. What, what, um, when you, did you go to college? Yes. And what did you major in? Uh, business information technology. So it's like kind of a, not, it's sort of like a business engineering degree that's less hard. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the reason I ask that is because a lot of people who go into stand-up uh, either bypass college or um, they major in something like what you've got. I mean, you have a, B, a plan B. You can go back and go into information technology of some kind if you had to. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, when I was in school, I never really even considered stand-up as a, any kind of possibility. It was really, let's go to school. The economy's not great. Let's get a degree. Let's get a job. And then it wasn't until a couple of years out of school, I was like, wow, I'm miserable. Let's try that comedy thing. And you tried it and became an overnight hit? <laughs> Not at all. But uh, but in some cases, I think I tried it and I found it was something that I really thought I could be good at. And I enjoyed it enough to kind of just keep sticking with it and knew, you know, like everything else in life, it's a puzzle. And I just like, the more I did it, the more I could see the clear path and the pieces coming together. And it's fun. And it's a challenge. Uh, I mean, it's great. I love it. Uh, our guest is uh, the author of Daddy Issues, a fatherless comedian's original jokes, uh, which was uh, released this month uh, in April 2021. His name is Alan Sidley, and we're talking about how growing up without a dad, while difficult, he still managed to uh, make something of himself. Alan, did you miss having a dad? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's one of those things where I kind of blocked that part out of my childhood. And then kind of when these issues of not really enjoying my life when I was in the corporate world was like me sort of recognizing and processing and going to some therapy and really just like dealing with, you know, not having a dad or having a dad and then having them be deceased. Uh, yeah. We're uh, we're coming up to the clock, and we're going to 
take some time, do some business, and we'll come back with Alan in just a couple of moments. I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, can you tell us a quick 30-second joke? A quick 30-second joke? <laughs> I can do you even better. Um, so you got to remember what the types of jokes are on these books, but uh, let, me, let me see right here. Uh, I stayed home today binge-watching horror movies. My favorite one was Pretty Woman. <laughs> oh, good. Yep. 109 <laughs> pages of that, my friend. <laughs> got it. Hey, listen, uh, Alan and I are going to be back along with the insane Daryl Wayne. I'm Mark Allen. Hey, join us at facebook.com slash late night health radio. You can also go to youtube.com and search for late night health. There's a pretty picture of Daryl and me and a lot of our. Uh, uh, some videos as well as audios uh, up on YouTube. Uh, I'm Mark Allen. Oh, I forgot. And you can also go to LateNightHealth.com. That's LateNightHealth.com. We'll return as Late Night Health moves forward. And when we come back, more jokes from Alan Sidley. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment. Recently, I met Jacqueline from Bright here in Los Angeles. She gave me a hearing exam and then showed me how to hear again with the new Signia Pure Series hearing aids, and she can give you your life back, too. I hear birds chirping, birds cooing, and even my wife. They easily connect to my smartphone. The Signia hearing aids are amazing, and with the charge and go, I don't have to fiddle with batteries and hear all day long. Not hearing is frustrating for you and your family. I know, you don't have a problem, but trust me, call Bright here now for a free hearing exam, a $125 value, yours free, just for making an appointment now. There are offices throughout the Los Angeles area. Call Bright here now at 323-424-7100. That's 323-424-7100 for a free hearing exam. There's no obligation. Call now, 323-424-7100, or visit them on the web at brighthear.com. Late Night Health is proud of our partnership with the EBC, the Evolutionary Business Council. Check them out at ebcouncil.com. You're listening to Late Night Health with Mark Allen. The show continues in a moment.
If you're listening to Late Night Health right now, you're part of the growing target of baby boomers we're serving. Hi, I'm Daryl Wayne, producer of Late Night Health, inviting you to join the Late Night Health family. If you have any business targeting the growing boomer market, Late Night Health is the ideal advertising vehicle for you. From vitamins to insurance, alternative health to Western-style medicine, Late Night Health caters to the growing population of those over 40 years old. This vibrant demographic has expendable income to fight aging, purchase travel, take care of aging parents, or just have fun. Find out about the advertising opportunities with Late Night Health. Call us at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308 or email us at info at latenighthealth.com. That's info at latenighthealth.com. Join Late Night Health as we empower people to take charge of their own health care. Call now at 805-391-0308. That's 805-391-0308. There's a lot of talk all over the internet about the remarkable benefits of Carbon 60, and baby boomers are especially excited about it. Greska's Carbon 60 is the premium Carbon 60, developed by an aerospace and NASA scientist. 95% of Greska's customers report positive results from this Nobel Prize-winning technology in just four days. Imagine more energy, better health, and more vitality. It's very bioavailable to quickly mend toxin-crippled cells. This is a super-powerful antioxidant. Bob Greska is so confident that you'll love his Carbon 60, he wants to send you a bottle at 50% off the regular price to see how life-changing this will be for you. Call 720-600-6040. That's 720-600-6040. Visit c-60.com to learn more. Call 720-600-6040 now or visit c-60.com. Late Night Health continues. I'm Mark Allen. Along with the insane Daryl Wayne, we're talking with Alan Sidley. We're, we're talking about how laughter can come back into our lives. Uh, Alan has written a book called Daddy Issues, and um, it's a fatherless comedian's original jokes, and you should uh, take a look at it. Alan, during, the, during our time out, I asked you if you thought that we need more laughter in our lives today. Due to the pandemic, the economy, the strife in the country, should we be laughing at this stuff? Oh, 100%. I think we have to. There's so much, you know, trauma and bad things happening to people personally, as well as you said, this country and around the world, that if we're not able to, like, take ourselves a step out of it or a toe out of it and make some jokes and laugh at all the craziness, I mean... You're just going to be depressed all the time, depressed and anxious 24-7. you got to laugh. The situation, D.C., in uh, early January uh, with the uh, people, you know, storming the Capitol building. When there's a tragedy like that and people dying, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, are these issues that we should be able to laugh about? You know, it's tough. I think, I think they're best five comedians who make jokes like this can definitely laugh, make a joke about it and get away with it. But I do think, to contradict my point a second ago, I think if you have a bunch of people who think they're funny trying to make jokes about the situation, it's probably not going to come out well and it's going to make people upset. And that's kind of like the two sides you have to play with, where I think 
I believe these two things, Mark. I think you should be able to joke about anything, and I think people are also entitled to respond in the way they respond, whether it's an audience or somebody looking at Twitter. I believe both of those sides, true, truly. Uh, I'm going to date myself probably, but Adult Swim... Um, like Comedy Central, or are you talking like comedy, comedy, itself? Comedy Central, and the the uh, the uh, animation uh, yeah. uh, programs. Uh, they, you know, sometimes uh, I'll watch it, and they'll do a joke about something, but they just, mm-hmm. you know, drive it and drive it and drive it, and it becomes to me unfunny. Or they'll show somebody who has diarrhea, or has is vomiting, or even dies. And they're showing this humor. Um, You're talking about South it. Park now. <laughs> I'm South Park. Um, beginning to and, end, uh, right? And family and Family Guy. They all do this, and I just I don't get it. I don't find it overall humorous. I mean, somebody is puking up their guts. I don't want to be around them to start with. You know. You need to upgrade to Bob's Donuts. I, I like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Bob's. I'll have to look at that one. What do you think, Alan? Oh man, we're gonna get in an argument here. I grew up pretty much watching South Park, and it's definitely one of my favorite shows. But I will acknowledge that there's definitely a set of jokes, especially on the physical kind of humor aspects, that are over the top and pretty, pretty damn gross. Uh, well, but I do, I do think it's one of the shows that is better about picking apart and, uh, you know satirizing like political issues and things that are kind of going on in the country. I don't know if you watched the vaccine special that they did, but I thought that was like a pretty great episode. Here was one full 60 minutes that could kind of talk about all the ridiculousness and how this happened and where we are now. And like, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I guess I'm on yeah. the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I and that's fine, you know. And I don't believe in censorship of any kind. I, yeah. I, I think that that you know people can laugh at what they want, but I just find it hard to laugh when somebody is really sick. And you know, on the other hand, the uh, the creative team behind South Park they created the Book of Mormon, which is terrific, very funny. Yeah. And again, it's pointing pointing making pointed jokes uh, about a religion. I can hardly wait to they come out with the Book of Moses. Uh, I'm sure that they will at one point or another. I want to be in that one. Anyway, moving on. Um, What would you say is, are you an outrageous comedian? In other words, you know, uh, or are you a family-oriented comedian? You know, I think I can play both sides, both rooms, right? You've got your family-friendly stuff. Now, what I do on stage and the jokes I tell and the mentality I have for both of those situations are very different, right? Family-friendly, I'm probably doing jokes that are pretty similar to the book, you know, with, like, the dad joke, uh, more puns and wordplay, and I'm obviously keeping it clean. Now, if we're getting into a room where you know, the audience kind of wants to hear some dirty stuff, I will, I'll play to that and enjoy it, too and get, you know, much more edgy. But I definitely try to do, try to cater to what the people want, you know, to a certain degree at least. Uh, Are you going out on tour soon? Yes. So uh, it's unofficial, but I am doing a couple of shows, uh, actually Father's Day weekend. 
Um, it's literally going to be official probably later this week. So let's hope it uh, pans out. But at Jam and Java over in Vienna, I'll be doing like a Saturday, Sunday afternoon show. Because, you know, I feel like Father's Day is like a holiday that nobody cares about. It's a weird holiday for me because it brings up a lot of bad, you know, stuff of not having a dad. So I try to make Father's Day good for other people. And, well, any plans on being a dad yourself? And will you be a good one? <laughs> well, I think my cat would tell you I'm a pretty good dad so far. Um, <laughs> you know, it was crazy. With the pandemic and everything, it kind of put those plans on hold because my wife and I are like, oh, do we want to bring children into this world in the current state as it is? And we decided to kind of hold off for a little bit, but definitely children in the near future. We're talking a couple years away. And, yeah, I mean, I think I'll be a great dad. Just honestly, I'm a supportive, loving, caring person, and I, you know, self-aware enough that I, I feel like I'll know how to handle myself to, you know, create these children where they can get the best qualities of me and hopefully, you know, do better than I can. We uh, we did get a note from your cat uh, before the show who said you are supportive and a loving dad, and <laughs> but they would like you to upgrade to cream rather than milk. Oh just, man, she it, does love it, that it, stuff. It, it, it just was the note I got. I just had to tell it like it is. <laughs> uh, in our remaining moment or two, uh, Alan, can you uh, give us a, a pun or a short story? I could use some jokes for you. Let me see here. <laughs> um, also, is this PG, PG-13, or what am I, what yes, am I we are Yes, we are family-oriented because the FCC okay. may not like us saying nasty words. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's one I like. So, my girlfriend refuses to eat white chocolate. She only eats dark chocolate and peanut butter. I think she's Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Uh, okay. I like that. Uh, yeah. But lump pum pum. Right. How about another one there? Oh, there's there's plenty more. I actually have my book out in front of me, so I'm trying to find the ones that are appropriate. Uh, Wait, you, yeah, you're supposed bad. to memorize all of these. Uh, here's one. Uh, it feels pretty simple, but uh, my stepdad walks all over me. My stepdad walks all Oh. Well, with that, I think uh, we're just about done. Uh, Alan, uh, yeah, uh, there's there should be a drum roll in there someplace. With Alan Sidley, we've been talking with uh, Alan Sidley. His uh, his book is called Daddy Issues: A Fatherless Comedian's Original Jokes, and uh, it's available wherever fine books are available. Alan, thank you very much. Look forward to. Uh, having you uh, come out to the West Coast and uh, doing shows out here. Awesome, Mark. Well, thanks again so much for having me. And yeah, look forward to what's in store for the future. Stay well, all right? Got it. Thank you. You too. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm Mark Allen. This is Late Night Health. Join us at LateNightHealth.com. LateNightHealth.com. Late Night Health continues. Don't go away. More coming up.
Sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Words are a critical aspect of success. How you get your point across is a crucial part of what makes anything sell. So do it right and hire a writer. Whether it's articles, blog posts, technical writings, website content, product descriptions, or ghost writing anything from a novel to a nonfiction book about your navel, contact Servette Hassan. If you want it to sell, write it right. Email Servette at Servette at ServetteHassan.com. 